Welcome to the Skyda Softball Podcast. Your host, Matt Scott, will be interviewing players from past events and future events. And now, your host, Matt Scott. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Sky Softball Podcast. Uh, we got a we got a special guest on this episode today. We have, as I've mentioned on the Sky Softball social media accounts, we are branching out, and as in who we've asked to come play, who we got coming to play, and we have our first first ever pro wrestler coming for the first time ever. He is from Columbia, South Carolina. He is a USC graduate. Mr. John Schuyler. John, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Thank you for having me, man. And uh, just thank you for all the kind words. I don't know about being a, a special guest, but I am honored to be a uh, the first wrestler, anyways, to take part in the game this year. You know, and like I said, it's different because uh, Austin Casket, a good friend of mine, he was the one that introduced, introduced me to you. He, you know, he was kind of like, you ever thought about having a wrestler? I was like, I mean, yeah, just like, you know, I just, you know. I never knew anybody in the wrestling world besides, you know, Austin trying to help me out. And I was kind of like, he was like, yeah, look, I got this, I got a buddy named John. Let me, you want me to ask him for it? I'm like, sure, why not? But all of a sudden, me and you are hitting it off quickly. And I'm thinking, man, this is, this is huge. So, you know, like I said, we're, I'm excited to have you on October 15th because this is going to be a special event. You know, we got a lot of names, guys and girls lining up and other things lining up. But, uh, this episode is going to be kind of just talking about you. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, wrestling. So, for starters, I usually ask the generic stuff on the podcast, John, is uh, did you have a favorite athlete or uh, sports team when uh, growing up? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Blythewood, South Carolina, and um, I, I was a big fan of, obviously, everything South Carolina Gamecocks. But uh, in terms of pro athletes, I was a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, so I dug like Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Deion Sanders. And then I was a big Michael Jordan fan until he retired. And then obviously like big, big pro wrestling fan growing up. So that was like the number one thing for me was was pro wrestling. Wrestling. Who was my favorite wrestler? Um. <clears throat> It really changes from day to day, but as a kid, I was a big fan of Shawn Michaels. Uh, I was also a big Bret Hart fan and uh, a big Mr. Perfect fan as well. So it's kind of like I can't really put one ahead of the other. Uh, if I had to choose one, uh, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Shawn Michaels. Kind of like H B H B K. You know, he's on a lot of the Mount Rushmore's wrestling. You know, as he should be. Yeah, I mean, as it should be, you know, between him, Stone Cold, uh, Undertaker, guys like that for, you know, those three guys really still stand out in the rest of the world in a, in a respective way, you know what I mean? But uh, Yeah, yeah, they uh, all definitely had long careers, and they're still all involved in the business now some way or another, uh, you know, so it's cool to see, and uh as a kid my uh my mom and dad would take me to the township auditorium yeah. downtown columbia to see wcw and i still remember going to my first show uh december 30th 1993 and the first wrestler that i ever saw wrestle live uh funny enough has become a big mentor and advocate of mine and that's uh the enforcer arn anderson so um 
you know, I still have fond memories of going back to the township auditorium as a kid. And uh, even in, you know, uh, uh, back in 2016, I had the opportunity to uh, wrestle in the township auditorium for NXT. So uh, I've had a pretty good career so far, but uh, you know, uh, it's definitely not over yet. Oh, I think the best is still yet to come. So I was going to South Carolina uh, and getting an education degree. And uh, even when you're in college, there's still that, I guess, anxiety that a lot of college kids have where they don't really know what they want to do with their life. And I was kind of stuck at that crossroads where I was like, you know, do I really want to teach? I feel like I need to get a degree, but is this something I want to do? Uh, and, you know, and I started trying to really find what my passions were in life. And uh, I started thinking about, hey, maybe wrestling is an obtainable thing. Uh, I might as well try it and it's better to try and say you tried it even if you fail than not try at all and be in your mid to late 40s going you know like what would have happened if I would have just tried to be a wrestler what would have happened so uh, in 2007 I started training uh, with a journeyman wrestler in Columbia South Carolina by the name of Bob Keller and uh, I had my first match in 2008, um, in July of 2008 in West Virginia. And I've had a 14-year career. I've been all over the world ever since. That's like, go off of that. You, that. you know, when you sent me some pictures, when I had, you know, put you out there saying, hey, we got a pro wrestler coming. Like you, like you said, you've been everywhere from – Impact Wrestling, I think you said NXT, if I'm not mistaken, and then, uh, you know, all elite wrestling down in Jacksonville. Just go in a little bit, just little, little details there. Like, you know, what was it like working for these companies? You know, like AEW is one of the top companies now. Impact is impressively, you know, for a small environments they have crowds in they're doing pretty well for what i've gathered and then you know just so basically you know like i said scoring to that what's that like just from company uh, to company from company to company there's you know everything's different from company to company but uh you know every experience for the most part that i've had has been positive uh you know i never was signed to a contract with wwe or nxt but they were gracious enough to have me around a bunch doing uh, what's called extra work, enhancement work, uh, you know, basically getting put out on television to, um, you know, lose uh, to the, the stars or whatever. Uh, and that kind of evolved into them being tr or trusting in me to kind of be a guy that they could count on that was dependable, that was loyal. And I mean, there were times when we would do, uh, like live events, non-televised house shows, you know, they would call me to come do these things, which is kind of unheard of for a guy that wasn't under a contract. Um, but they were all positive experiences. I got to work and wrestle some of the biggest names in wrestling, take part in some of um, some memorable segments on Raw and SmackDown and, uh, you know, did a lot of cool stuff with, with WWE. And some of it was even, you know, here in Columbia. Uh, and that was also getting, you know, that was, kind of really cool because I grew up here 
having the opportunity to wrestle for WWE in my hometown was a pretty big deal for me. Um, also wrestled for Ring of Honor off and on from 2015 to 2017. And that was awesome. Got to travel all over the place with Ring of Honor, wrestle in the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City, which is a pretty famous uh, wrestling venue, uh, you know, right across the street from Madison Square Garden. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I could talk a lot about working for All Elite Wrestling uh, because that was – what's that? Listen, that's why we're here. We're learning about the life of a pro wrestler right now. Uh, so – uh, I'll try to condense this story as best I can because it has been told and it's out there. Uh, I was uh, right, right before the pandemic hit, I was due to have a WWE tryout uh, at the performance center. And um, it, the, like, literally they flew us all in. We had to do this medical, you know, testing to make sure we were healthy enough to partake in the tryout. And that is the day that, the kind of the COVID news started to kind of come out about NCAA canceling basketball season and, you know, Tom Hanks and his wife catching yeah, it. Just from speaking my two cents here. Like I was, I was down in Florida too. You know, I was at, uh, being a baseball guy, I was at the spring training games or work guys just trying to rub shoulders with, you know, the MLB guys and, and it slowly just kept building and things like that. And we're sitting there, I'm there with the, with somebody. We just kind of think, it's this is kind of picking up quick. And then all of a sudden, the day we left Florida to go to Myrtle Beach for a conference, ironically, a, a diabetic expo conference, whatever you want to call it. Just next thing I know, like you said, the NCAA canceled, this is canceled. You just see a left and right, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what is happening? And then, yeah. you know, just, it, it was crazy, but I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. Uh, no, uh, you're fine. Um, yeah, it was just – so there were about 95 of us, I think, at the tryout, and we all got to the performance center the next day, and uh, they literally brought us all in, sat us all down, and said, basically, they need to use the Performance Center to tape uh, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, and that the Performance Center was not um, capable of holding a tryout at the time. So they flew us all in to do the medical, and then they turned around and flew us all right back home. Uh, that, that day, too. So uh, they said, you know, they promised all of us another opportunity that something would happen. And, you know, it was just discouraging a little bit for me. You know, it's obviously something that was out of my hands and beyond my control. But I trained so hard for months. Uh, got myself in phenomenal shape. And, uh, you know, just to have it kind of pulled out from under you like that is a little bit disheartening. So we're in the middle of now COVID and lockdown and quarantine and nothing is open. Everything's shut down. Everybody's staying at home. And I got a uh, call from a guy named QT Marshall from AEW uh, who asked me if I was inter interested in coming to Jacksonville to do some uh, some matches for their YouTube show, Dark. And I said, yeah, sure. When would you like me to come in? And he said, what about this Wednesday? And I said, sounds good to me. So went down there and uh, I did one uh, tag match uh, with Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. And then uh, right as soon as I got to the back, uh, 
They said, you're going to come back next week if that's if you're open. We'd like you to come back and wrestle Billy Gunn. And I said, that sounds great to me because me and Billy have had a bit of a rapport dating back to the indies and stuff. Um, and we've always gotten along great. We work out at the same gym together in Orlando. And, uh, you know, Billy, I think, was really advocating and pushing for me as well. Uh, did the match with Billy, come back the next week and do a match with Dark Order. And that is the match where I tear my ACL, my MCL, and my PCL in my uh, in my right knee. Um, that shelved me for eight months. And uh, for that entire eight months, AEW brought me back every week to do rehab with their doctors, their medical team there in Jacksonville. And they paid me uh, uh, every, every, every week while I was out. And then... Uh, in the middle of all that WWE called again and um, they set up a conference call with me. The guy that was in charge of their talent hiring process at the time, who's no longer there now asked if I was um, interested in coming to the, uh, to the performance center for like uh, what he called it. He called it a, a VIP tryout where it would have been, it would have been about 10 of us that they were interested in. And he said, it's pretty much like test driving a car. We want to hire all of you. We just want to make sure that there's no glaring issues with any of you. And that was on September the 1st, 2020. Yes. Uh, so uh, I, uh, I tell him I'm very interested. I'm very interested in working for WWE. And then I had to explain to him that I had just had knee surgery on June 28th uh, and that I was going to be rehabbing my knee uh, for another six months. And he said, don't worry. Whenever you get healed and cleared, give us a call uh, or let us know. We'd love to have you still maybe early next year. So early 2021. Uh, in the meantime, I get cleared. I go back to AEW. Um, again, working kind of without a contract, wrestling uh, from week to week. And they're, uh, you know, kept good on their promise. Everything was going well there. Um, the... Uh, the day I got cleared, I got an email from WWE because I kind of put it out on Twitter that I was cleared. And they said, are you still interested in coming? I said, yes. They said, well, we want to have a we're going to have a tryout coming up in May. I think it was May. Yeah. They said, we're going to have a tryout coming up in May of uh, 2021 now. And uh, we'd like to have you. And I said, great. I went and did that tryout. And uh, this is around the time WWE started cutting a lot of people office staff, wrestlers. Uh, I mean, literally the day that we did our tryout, they fired like 10 people from NXT. And we actually saw those people coming in, saying their goodbyes and grabbing their stuff from the performance center. It's just like, wow, like it's very surreal to see that at your tryout. <laughs> uh, but the tryout was grueling. It was two days. Uh, they they kind of told me, don't sign anywhere. Uh, don't don't go back uh, on AEW for unless until you hear an answer from us. Uh, we would like you to give us that respect on waiting for the answer from us before you go to AEW. You should know and uh, have an answer in about two weeks. A month and a half went by. I just see more people getting cut from WWE. Don't hear anything. And then Impact Wrestling offered me a contract. And uh, I got back in touch with uh, WWE before I accepted the offer from impact just to see if uh, there was any interest. And they said, no, 
Uh, things are changing right now. We don't even pretty much saying we don't even know what we're looking for right now. <laughs> so they encouraged me to actually take the deal with impact. And, uh, you know, also my first weekend at impact, uh, Tony Khan was there, uh, because AEW and impact were working together. And I thank Tony personally, uh, for those that are watching this or listening to this, that don't know who Tony Khan is. He's one of the owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Fulham soccer team. And he's also the owner uh, of AEW, All Elite Wrestling. Uh, me and Tony always had a great rapport. Tony was there when I made my Impact debut against uh, Matt Cardona. And uh, I made sure just to thank Tony because I never got the chance to thank him personally about taking care of me when I was out with the knee surgery. And I said, if, you know, the world, you know, all the stars align, I would love to work for him again one day. And he reiterated to me, he would love to work with me again one day. So uh, I signed with Impact. Uh, I did my year there, and here we are now. So uh, Impact Wrestling was a big step for me in terms of uh, breaking the perception of kind of who I am and what my career has been up until this point. An introduction to show what you can do. Kind of like on AEW Dark, too, right? Yeah. But, uh, you also did some work with New Japan Strong, too. Am I, am, I, am I correct? Yes, I've done a handful of things with New Japan Strong, and uh, I'm not sure when this will drop or when this will air. Um, but uh, this Saturday, uh, the, the last match or the most recent match that I did with New Japan Strong will actually air this Saturday on uh, New Japan World, which is their streaming service. So that'll actually be perfect timing. So for those listening at home, you can listen to this episode with me and John, and then go check out his match over on the New Japan uh, site. But because I, I think as soon as you said that, it hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, I got this one dropping on Saturday, too. So that works. Yeah. But uh, I, know, I, mean, I know I've asked you this one personally before, but it's the that dream match scenario. Who I know you said changes from day to day. Because I, I know you said three guys in particular, but is there any other guy out there that you would like to work with? But and you can, you know, if it's still if it's still the same three guys, I mean you talked about four, feel free. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's that's another question. It's just so hard to narrow it down to one person because you know, and I've also been fortunate to where I've gotten to wrestle a lot of my heroes from my childhood, and I've gotten to interact with a lot of heroes from my childhood, and uh, so I've been very lucky in that regard. Um, obviously, like I could say Shawn Michaels uh, or Bret Hart, but that match will never happen because they're in career, in ring careers, or you know, long gone. Uh, so when I talk about dream opponents, I want to talk about dream opponents that are actually feasible that could potentially happen maybe one day. Uh, I think the guy at the top of that list would be Chris Jericho, um, just because uh, Chris has always found a way to evolve and change with the times, and he's still flourishing as a part of AEW. Uh, and he's somebody that I really tried to pattern myself after when I broke into wrestling. Uh, you know, I was a big admirer of Chris's work, uh, always have been, was a big fan of his when I was a kid. Uh, he was a guy that I looked at. I read his, actually, I read his first book. His first book came out 
right around my birthday, right around the time I started wrestling training. And after reading Chris's book, I was like, man, I think I could do this because in 2008, you know, for the people that don't know, I'm only five, eight. Uh, so I'm a shorter guy. Uh, and in 2008, or I'm sorry, 2007, 2008, I would have only weighed about a buck, a buck 80, maybe. So I'm very small in regards to the monsters that were on TV around the time of 2007, 2008. But reading Chris's book made me think, okay, I could do this. Like, this is possible. Uh, and I kind of also wanted to have the career that he had where I traveled the world, got to take, you know, bits and pieces of things I learned in Europe, uh, go to Japan, go to Asia, you know, go to Canada, go all over the U.S. and just uh, really perfect my craft and then take all these things that I've learned from all these places, mold myself, and then also use these things to my advantage when I do get to a big stage like a WWE and AEW or Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor or New Japan, <laughs> you know, and use those things. So Chris is always at the top of the list. Uh, also, it's, it's kind of weird. It's a Canadian theme, I guess, but Edge and Christian both, uh, now that they're both back, you know, um, those two guys, I think, are doing some of the best work they've ever done. Uh, I, for whatever reason, on the indies for so many years, got a lot of comparisons to Adam Cole. And uh, that would be another one that I would be interested in in, in working with. Uh, AJ Styles, I mean, the, the list kind of goes on and on and on. And I can't help but feel like I have to mention my buddies FTR because, I, you know, I would love to wrestle both of them again in singles matches, which have happened before. So I don't know if that really classifies them as dream opponents, seeing as it's happened before. Uh, so I would love to have a tag match with them or, uh, or, or singles with both. It uh, really doesn't matter to me. Uh, so there you go. That's like my long list of potential dream opponents. That's a, that's a, that's a heck of a list. And, you know, like you said, you boys and, you know, FTR, they're on a heck of a run right now with, I'm trying to think of all, trying to remember the titles they have. It was Ring of Honor. I, uh, Ring of Honor, IWGP, AAA. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, and I'm and I, and I'm just kind of surprised that uh, that how AEW has that ranking system at the time of this recording. You know, they're going towards their all-out pay-per-view, and they only have a. I think it's uh, Strickland and Keith Lee going up against. I think it was. Uh, came from, can't remember those two guys' names. It's going to it's going to bother me now. That I can't remember, but you you would think that they would do something with that, with them at the pay per view. I, I don't know why, but it's just my my opinion. It doesn't mean much, but well, um, you know, everything in this business comes in cycles, and it takes time. And again, they're hustlers. They always have been, as long as I've known both of them. Uh, and they are putting out some of the best work that they've ever done, probably the best work they've ever done. Their match with the Briscoes was phenomenal, both both of them. The match that they had with the Bucks recently on uh, Dynamite was awesome. Um, you know, the stuff that they've done in Mexico is awesome. And then, believe it or not, just last night, we were all on a show together in North Carolina where they wrestled the Dawsons, and that's one of the best independent wrestling matches I've ever seen. Uh, you know, so they're doing their best work right now. And I think it's only a matter of time before, uh, 
you know, they find their way back into the mix uh, in more in more of a prominent role than they're already in. Because um, I do think they have a six-man tag on the pay-per-view. I might be wrong about that. But uh, I want to say it's them and Wardlow versus uh, Motor City Machine Guns. And, yeah, and yeah, and that'll be awesome too. But uh, you know, I, I dig the ranking system in AEW. I like the fact that the wins and losses do matter uh, in wrestling because I think that that's something that has been lacking for a long time. Um, and I remember is, when they and I remember when they first introduced it, they gave it a whole different outlook on things. Where you know, for instance, WWE, you have the same rematches every month nearly and now i'm not saying this as disrespect it's just it's a change of pace and a change of pace never hurts some in most in most scenarios and one other promotion i was i've been meaning to get into is uh your boy the big lg talk about how you got to know gallows and just kind of i'm and i know i'm I'm, I'm sounding like a mark just because of Gallows' uh, sex Ferguson gimmick, but just talk about how you got to know him a little bit and just mention, you know, plug in his little uh, promotion while we're at it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I met, I met Gallows, uh, funny story, back in 2010, um, and we were on a show together for Bill DeMott used to be the head trainer uh, at FCW and at NXT. Uh, Gallows goes way back with the guy that trained me originally, Bob Keller, from West Virginia days. Gallows used to buy tickets to watch Bob Keller wrestle back in the day, and then Bob trained me. Um, so I'd heard a lot about Gallows through Bob. Um, and then we met on that show that we did for Bill DeMott in Atlanta. The thing that's noteworthy about this uh a particular show is that Gallows had gotten fired from WWE the day before. Right. And it told me a lot about his character and his hustle. Uh, Cause he could have sat at home and moped about being fired and, you know, beating himself up about it. The guy was on a show the next day, uh, you know, and that really says a lot about his character then and now, because that guy's always on the hustle to where, you know, he's working for impact wrestling. He's going back and forth to new Japan pro wrestling now in the you know those are long trips and then he's also got his own wrestling promotion which is what you're referring to as uh lariato pro in uh in in georgia um those shows are doing phenomenal um it's funny because he's always kind of had lariato pro uh kind of in different incarnations or whatever and i've been there for a long time and i've seen you know shows where there have been 20 people out there or less and now we've grown it to where, I mean, we're doing six, seven, 800 uh, people, you know, fans. Um, and it's just cool to see the, the growth of it all. And, uh, you know, being a part of Impact Wrestling, you know, that wouldn't have happened for me had it not been for Larry Auto Pro. Uh, and I don't know if that's a story. You, uh, well, I guess I can go ahead and get into it. Like uh, the owner of Impact Wrestling, Scott Demore and Gallows were working together to do some seminars uh, for uh, pro wrestlers that wanted to learn or wanted to potentially get looked at by Impact Wrestling. And they were doing these seminars before the Lariato Pro shows. And I was asked by them 
Uh, this is before I, I didn't even really know Scott Demore. Me and Scott had met a couple times, but we weren't by any means close or anything like that. Um, I uh, started helping them. They asked me to start helping them with the seminars. Uh, and basically, you know, the guys and girls that would show up to these things were paying to hear from Scott Moore and Gallows. And then D'Lo Brown as well came in and did one as well. But I was the guy that was actually in the ring working with these people and teaching them, teaching them the basic fundamentals of wrestling. And for whatever reason, Scott saw something in me. And uh, I remember there was one weekend where I wrestled Rich Swan on the first night of at, uh, at a Larry Otto show because there were like we did like three nights in a row uh, of Larry Otto shows. So we did a Friday, Saturday and Sunday, a triple shot weekend. Uh, I don't recall who I wrestled the first night, but I wrestled Rich Swan the second night. And then the last night of the loop, I wrestled Josh Alexander. And uh, right after that match is when Scott asked to speak with me. And that's where he offered me my contract. Uh, and the next day he uh, faxed it to me and not faxed it, but he uh, emailed me my contract and I signed it. And that was the first wrestling contract I signed. And it was on my mom's birthday, uh, June 28th. So uh, that was that was cool. Um, so uh, if, it not, if it wouldn't have been for Larry Auto Pro, that none of that would have ever happened. And so Gallows has always been good to me. He's one of my best friends. Uh, and I have a lot to thank him for. Uh, I'm very appreciative, not only of his friendship, because I think if, yeah, wrestling brought us together, but I think if... Uh, you know, we have enough in common that if we, we if we didn't wrestle, we would still be good buddies. So, um, yeah, I think the world of that guy and uh, I really appreciate everything he's done for me and my career and his shows, Larry Auto Pro, man, they're still they're still kicking, man. And they're doing great business right now. I'm not sure of all the dates um, coming up, but uh, I do know that there's some big shows in the works for uh, for Larry Auto Pro. Well, that's coming Former Larry Auto Pro champion here. Um, you need to get that title back, man. Well, Heath Heath Slater beat me for it, so uh, I'm in the midst of a cur currently I'm in the midst of a feud with Heath Slater. So uh, maybe uh, maybe I'll be able to win it back. Hey, like I told you in a DM, if you need a diabetic version of uh, Paul Heyman, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I have but, to take uh, you up on that. I mean, like I said, it's it's a. Uh, yeah, I, I don't ever. I don't mean to sound like a mark for Gallows, but just when I first came across the the real gimmicks stuff he he put out there with the Sex Ferguson. Yeah, his uh, famous three words that became part of my vocabulary. And for I know there's going to be a couple people that I know personally that will be listening to this. I'll just give you three letters: F Y B. You know what that means. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a. It, I feel like this it's start of a kind of going off of what AEW do with New Japan and all that the forbidden door sort of thing. I feel like it's having you being the first wrestler coming to be a part of the event. That's that's a potential to, to open that door up for guys like you, guys and girls like you, to come in and be a part of what. South Carolina Diabetes Association is trying to do, but, you know, before I keep rambling about that, 
for those listening in the Georgia area, keep a lookout for the Laredo shows. You know, you might see our good good friend, uh, John Air, or as your boy Gallows would say, good brother. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's – it's, I, I feel like this has a lot of potential for the South Carolina Diabetes Association and the rest of the world because me and Austin talked about one time where, you know, we talked about maybe doing a benefit show. Because, you know, I, I've all, I always reach out to guys and girls just to book them to be a part of the event, you know, like you, for instance. And for some reason, granted, it's in the way back of my mind. It's all it's it's an idea I do want to try someday. You know what I mean? I'll get you in touch with the right people. Ah, uh, my man. But uh, we're going to take a brief time out here. For those listening on the podcast, we'll let you listen to some of our sponsor ads. Uh when we come back, man, John will talk about his debut for the Scottish softball game on October 15th. Hey, guys, we at On Campus Sports Cards are a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Come see us in Merrill's Inlet, South Carolina. We're open from 1030 to 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Hello, everybody. We at K-Town Cafe and Ice Cream are proud sponsors of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Come see us in Kershaw, South Carolina from 11 to 8, Monday through Friday, and come and eat our famous party's hot dog. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. And we're back. So, John, now we're talking, and uh, this is usually the segue where we talk about the softball part. You're making your debut on October 15th. You know, just talk about just talk about, you know, just getting to know each other. What makes you excited about this year's event? Uh, well, first of all, like oh. I'm very excited to do any anything for a good cause, such as. Uh, the one that we're playing for the uh, youth diabetes association. Uh, you know, I have had uh, diabetes run in my family. So I know how grueling that can be on somebody. I can only imagine what it's like for a child or a youth uh, to have to go through that. Um, so <clears throat> I'm just really excited. I, I'm, I was honored and privileged to be asked to be a part of it. And I'm really excited to, to be a part of this year's event. Um, uh, yeah, we first, obviously, like you said, met through Austin and, uh, you know, he put us in contact with one another. And, uh, you know, when you asked me if I wanted to be a part of it, I I don't think I took too long in replying. I, I think it was a brief, like a heck, like a, you know, the old stone cold saying, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty good Steve Austin. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really excited, man. I, I don't think I could put it into words yet just how excited I am to be a part of it. Uh, it's going to be for a good cause. Uh, hopefully we raise a lot of money. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know how my softball game is because I haven't played in a long, long time. What you told uh, me. Yeah. So I hope I, I hope I don't embarrass myself. That's the only thing. So, well, to, just to make things, I guess you could say a comfort. We've had people do, you know, have their moments. So you, mm-hmm. if you do, you're not the only one. 
because <laughs> God forbid I last year at a CIU in Columbia running those bases, I was out of shape, very bad. <laughs> and I, you know, about a month out and then three weeks out, I'm training like I'm in the Rocky montages. I'm just <laughs> doing those sprints and everything, just trying to drop five pounds, as I told on the last episode. But, you know, it's, you know, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm excited just because it's a, uh, it's a different, it's a different uh, part that we, you know, we're adding on to the event. You know, we've had the football players, basketball players, baseball, golf, and now we have pro wrestling involved, which is, it's like I said, it's pretty exciting just because, you know, me and you've talked about some, some ideas per se for the auction table, which, you know, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it just because I know, you know, from all the ideas we've had, I can't quite disclose. I can't disclose that on air, unfortunately, because I want to leave it as a surprise for any wrestling fan out there. But the point being, come on October fifteenth, and you'll see some pretty good stuff, and you come meet the boys and girls, and more importantly, have a good time with us. But you know, it's it's hard to think nine years. I know I've been rambling about this on on my end from every episode. It's nine years now. It's crazy to think. You know, this started as an idea back when I was in high school, you know, because you, you, as I've said before, one door closes, another one opens because, you know, my days of playing ball were behind me. But, you know, still being able to be that athlete sort of thing and still being able to do what I want to do and that's raise money for the kids. It's it's a humbling feeling just because – you know, last year we raised $10,000 and I'm thinking, you know, all right, that's great and all. And all of a sudden, about five minutes later, it hit me like that. I'm thinking, oh, crap, we got to do it again, don't we? <laughs> yeah, but that's the fun part, man. And we're all going to have a good time in October. Uh, like I said, man, I'm just privileged to be a part of it. I'm really privileged to be the first wrestler involved uh, just because – I mean, there's thousands upon thousands of professional wrestlers out there, and there's hundreds upon hundreds of local wrestlers here yeah. in South Carolina. So to, to be uh, the first one is pretty cool. And uh, trust me, it's not something that I take lightly. I'm very, very excited, uh, you know, to to be a part of this. And I uh, really want to thank you on air, especially for asking me to be a part of it. Well, you know, like I said, it's, it's an honor to have you. You know what I mean? And, uh, I know in, one of the things we do in between innings is kind of we do we do kids games sort of thing you know like 2020 we had a kid race me around the bases if I by chance do that again just uh, don't use any wrestling moves on me all right <laughs> I'll I'll uh, I'll be clocking out for work that day on the wrestling end and clocking in for work on the softball end so I'll leave all the moves at home I say if you want I mean. If, if you want to pick me up on your shoulders, that's one thing, but don't, I mean, I've, I've seen your moves. I've seen you drop, you know, drop a few spear, spear and tackles. Uh, I think you probably did a few uh, figure four sharpshooters, whatever you think of. Cause uh, you know, like I've, I speak highly of everybody. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where this partnership goes because it, it's only up from here. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. It's going to be a good time. And so lastly, John, just the, the go-home part of this episode, uh, the episode, I usually let the guests plug away 
their social medias. But before I let you plug away, I usually ask this one question. It's, it's a cheesy question. I tell everybody that's involved with the event and slash organization being the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association, you're a part of something special. You're a part of a family and, you know, you're, you're a part of what we're trying to do in helping these kids. Being a part of this foundation or organization, whatever you want to call it, this, and being for the first time, this, what's, what's it, what's that going to be like to you from here on out that you're a part of this? Uh, sorry, I'm getting a little feedback. Um, uh, can, can you repeat the last part? I'm sorry. From, you know, this year you're a part of this, you know, for the first time ever trying to help kids. And I'm sure this ain't going to be the only time. So being a part of it from here on out, trying to help these kids with type 1 diabetes, what is that like to you? Oh, it's amazing. Um, like I said, I love – I love doing work for various charities. I don't get to do as much as I'd like. So hopefully this will open up a door for me uh, to do a lot more stuff like this, especially locally, but um, for, especially with the kids involved. Cause I, you know, I actually taught school for eight years uh, and uh, you know, so, you know, bettering a child's life has been a big part of my life uh, for a long time. So uh, anything that we can do to put smiles on these kids' faces and uh, help raise money for them and give them a good time, uh, yeah. you know, that's all stuff that I want to be a part of. And, you know, I, I unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. Again, I, I might embarrass myself out on the field, but uh, well, we're all there for a good time. It's, we're all out there for a good time, and it's something that I do look forward to being a part of again uh, in, in the coming years, uh, as long as I'm healthy and uh, can and, and have two working feet that can run around the bases. And, you know, I always, and I always tell people, like, look, if you hurt, come out, shake hands, sign autographs, kiss babies. Well, yeah. I kiss babies in the COVID years. But, yeah. uh, I, and like, we had Kyle Farnsworth, who's a freak of nature. He played, you know, ML professional baseball for 10, 13, about 10, 12 years. And then he played semi-pro football when he's in his 40s. Defensive end, and he is jacked. My whole Farnsworth hears this because I, I, I tell him he's a freak of nature and he probably pull a semi-truck with his bare hands because in back-to-back -back years, he showed up with a messed-up rotator cuff. And then the following year, he had, and from the football, he, his leg literally went opposite from what it was supposed to be like. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking, look, man, if you show up on crutches, that's fine. I, I hope you go. But if you, if you, and if you don't, I get it. This guy texts me, I'll be there, I'll play, I shouldn't have, and he, and he played with no limp. He was wearing a you know knee brace like the size of Stone Cold Steve Austin's, but he was. I said, "Bro, you're insane just to be that healthy from a month ago or a month prior when your legs going that way from where you're supposed to be." Yeah, 
But uh, yeah. lastly, John, I'm going to let you plug away any social medias here. Where can they find you at on the social media world? Where can they find you? Where if they want to watch, and if they want to watch any of your matches, where can they find you? Uh, well, so. I have uh, I'm I'm big on Twitter and Instagram, and both are the same. Uh, it's at the John Skyler S K Y L E R. Uh, they can find me both uh, both on Twitter and Instagram. That's where I'm more more prevalent on social media. Uh, I also have the John Skyler YouTube channel that people can subscribe to. I've got newer matches, older matches, uh, pretty much most of the matches from my private collection to kind of uh, you know. Uh, showcase what I've done over the years is all right there on the YouTube channel. Uh, and that's where you can also kind of keep up to date of, you know, with where I'm going to be coming up as well between the YouTube channel and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and then I have a pro wrestling tees store. Uh, if you just search my name on pro wrestling tees.com, you can pick up merchandise there. Uh, but yeah, I'm all over the place, man. Um, people can also check out Saturday. Uh, yeah. the day that this drops uh, New Japan Strong on NewJapanWorld.com uh, I will be wrestling Lucky Ali in a match that was taped in Charlotte, North Carolina okay. so I encourage fans to uh, if they haven't subscribed to New Japan World yet do that and if you want to see any of my stuff from Impact Wrestling subscribe to the uh, Impact Plus app uh, and you can find a lot of the matches that I've done over the last year uh, with the likes of Matt Cardona and Trey Miguel and Laredo Kid and so many other guys and girls from Impact Wrestling. Uh, you can see the Good Brothers, uh, Gallows and Anderson, uh, all your Impact Wrestling favorites uh, on the Impact Plus app. And they can also go through the archives and see some of the older stuff from, from Impact Wrestling past. But uh, that's where you can find me and a lot of uh, the stuff I've done and as well as a lot of the stuff I'm going to be doing coming up. Nice, but uh, I, I will ask this. Is there a match in particular that you would recommend anybody out there listening to watch? Any of your Oof. matches? Hey, out of my whole career? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a loaded question because there's been some good ones, and a lot of them are on the YouTube channel. My match that I had with Johnny Gargano uh, ranks right up there uh, as one of my favorites of all time. Uh, I've wrestled Cody Rhodes. Uh a couple times those matches are on uh on the youtube channel um yeah man that's those, those probably jump off high, the page high names. yeah yeah okay. and there's others too you know and they all I, I can't think of them all off the top of my head but you know everybody from kane to hacksaw jim duggan to uh rock and roll express and ftr and you know so many names that chavo guerrero jr like all these names that people have heard probably heard of anyways uh you know it's all up there man uh I, I encourage a lot of people to uh you know check it out but there you have it ladies and gentlemen and don't forget to check out the sky to softball social medias at uh, sky to softball g on twitter and instagram sky to softball game on facebook sky softball.com if you want to look at the years past of the history of sky to softball and then wherever you listen to your podcast such as Spotify, Apple, and whatever other apps there may be. Make sure you leave a like, subscribe, leave a comment, whatever you think about the podcast. But, uh, yeah, I think that about does it for this episode of the podcast. We appreciate everyone tuning in to another episode of the Sky Softball Podcast. 
Hey everybody, we at the 521 Finland Station are a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Come down to see us at the 521 Finland Station here in Kershaw, South Carolina, home of the 16-ounce ribeye. Hey, this is Barry Klankenek with Clank's Mosquito and Ant Control. We're a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Uh, if you need a quote or have any questions, feel free to reach out via Facebook.